Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you for joining us again today. If you tuned in yesterday, you know I was talking about repentance, and I was also talking about going out and making a difference. I used a quote from David Platt's book, Radical, talked about the importance of leaving the church, leaving the walls of the church to go out to show people and teach people Jesus, making disciples of the world, teaching people and showing them how to repent and be saved, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to change their lives. So I want to continue in the same vein, I think all week. So uh, bear with me. If you did not listen to yesterday's message and you want to, you can always go to the KBXL 94.1, The Voice Archives, go to LifePoint, and you can look up all the past shows and uh, follow along. But you'll be able to follow along today because I always try to start new each day, even though I'm continuing a thought. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you today for all you do in our lives. I thank you for the many living witnesses we have in this world and the differences they are making. I pray, God, each one of us would make a difference. Each one of us would stand on the promises of God and that we would truly live for you. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I was very fortunate in the uh, late 70s to go to Vancouver, Washington and uh, be a youth pastor. And I went to a church. The youth movement was going strong. The church grew like crazy. We had close to 200 youth in the church, and I handled the junior high youth. And I started a program that was called, I called it Horizon, because we'd get up early in the morning and we'd pick up junior high kids in vans and take them to a great big house and we'd have a devotion and then a crowd breaker and then we would drive them in different vehicles to school. This thing really took off. We'd meet at 7.20 in the morning. Can you imagine getting kids up that early? But they were excited to do that. You know, uh, we'd average anywhere between 30 and 60 kids every Thursday morning. And sometimes we'd have what we called McDonald's outreaches. And what we would do is we'd have the kids invite their non-churched friends. And then we'd pick them up and we'd take buses and, uh, and vans. And then we'd have a devotional in the van or buses. And we'd go into McDonald's and take over a McDonald's that was in the area and have a great time. And so they'd invite their friends. A lot of people came. One morning we had 110 junior hires. In fact, I dropped 60 off at one school. I mean, it was amazing. And we started picking them up at 5.15 a.m. The first kid we picked up at 5.15 a.m. Can you imagine that dedication? I'm telling you something, though, folks. These kids were excited about God. These kids were excited about serving him. And not only that, they, uh, they went out and made a difference in the world. They were, they were just, I've never in my entire life been around kids that so excited about serving the Lord. Well, there was this one guy named Todd. And Todd was one of my leaders. He went to Mack High Junior High School. And uh, he would call me every Wednesday night with a busload, say, Pastor, could you pick up these people? He'd give me all their addresses. And we would assign people to pick up these kids. And uh, we would bring them to this one house. And after it's over, we'd all deliver them. And it was an amazing thing. Todd was one of three leaders I had that was eighth grade that were just incredible in in this cause. And it, it became huge. In fact, in that youth group, over, I believe it was 13 to 15 of those kids later on became youth pastors. Amazing discipline. But it's no surprise my friend Todd has done really, really well in the business world. God has blessed him. In fact, he owned, uh, I think, 18 Papa Murphy's over in the uh, Indianapolis area. 
and he just recently sold them, and he moved to Boise and is actually working for one of his very best friends, and he's bought into the uh, some of the Papa Murphys here and all the Euroshacks, and he's going to be over uh, over some of those, uh, making sure things are going well. And But God has blessed him, and he's going to be a part of our church, which I'm so excited to have him. But I told him this. I said, Todd, I believe. I told him this this last week. I believe God has blessed you because the Bible tells us if you honor God, he will honor you. If you honor God, folks, in your life, he will honor you. There's no question about that. People of God, it starts, though, with repentance, asking Jesus to come into our lives. Repent means turn away, turn away from our sins. Ask Christ to our life. Then he says to repent and be baptized, every one of you. You know, Disciple-making takes place outside of the walls of the church in multiple locations, sometimes in coffee shops, sometimes at lunch places, sometimes just sitting at events with friends. God has called us to go beyond our comfortable barriers in life to truly be people who lead people to repentance and teaches them along the way. I'm proud of what God has done in many people's lives, and I watch people in my church, how they constantly are reaching out. I told you the story yesterday about my friend Melissa, how she's reaching out, inviting people, inviting non-churched people to church. Now, a lot of times, a lot of times these days, people give their hearts to the Lord when they're with you in your home. In fact, you don't see as many people come to the altar or this kind of thing at church. Many times it happens outside the walls. But folks, we have to go outside the walls to reach people. That's why we want to be a living witness wherever we go. Remember, Jesus met with the sinners. And disciples were, what are you doing mean with these people? These guys are horrible sinners. Yes, they're the ones that need me. They're the ones that need the doctor. It's not the healthy that need the doctor. It's the sick. It's those that are lost that need Jesus Christ. And folks, we've got to be about changing our world. Do we have a spiritual drive? In other words, what drives us in our life? Is it the love for Jesus Christ, or is it a love for success in the world? If you could look at the fruits of your life, what would you see? Would you see life-changing results or a passive, comfortable life, or we have fallen into the simple routine of just living and making sure we are happy? Oh, I like being happy. I'll be honest with you. I like being happy. I like when I have nights off. I can just go home and just kick back and put my feet up. I like that because it seems like life is so hectic. I honestly think that so many times, though, we fall victim to life itself. And the idea of heaven and hell is foreign to us. And we put it in the back of our brains into a little compartment. In other words, we compartmentalize that everyone once in a while, every once in a while, will get an electric shock to remind us of the great mission and the great commission of leading our lost family and friends and neighbors to Jesus. Sometimes it just clicks in. You know, one time years ago, I had somebody tell me that the church is too focused on evangelism. And in case you don't know that word, that means sharing Jesus with the lost. I told them we are being obedient to God's word by doing what it says. That is leading people to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. But they said, Pastor, we're happy. Our church was about 100 to 150 back then. And we're happy because we got a nice bunch there. It gets too big. It's just not fun anymore. Oh, my goodness. I was I was dismayed. I was taken back by it. And I said, as long as I'm the pastor of this church, we're going to reach out. We're going to love people. We're going to try to win people to Jesus Christ. You want to see a church fail? Then take sharing Jesus out of the equation. It will fail in a hurry, and the enemy will get a stronghold on the church, and the church will become a social club with tithe as a paid membership. You know, I'm telling you what, sometimes we need to 
be as innocent as a child. I heard another story uh, this recently. There's this mother and her five-year-old daughter had invited a couple for lunch to their house. And this mother had talked to her little daughter, and they're excited to kind of have the people over. But the mother was getting a little, a little anxious about it and kind of wished that maybe she hadn't. But when they got to the dinner table and the, and the couple was there, the family was visiting them. And so the mother asked the little five-year-old girl, honey, would you say the blessing for the food? And the little girl said, mommy, I don't know what to say. And she said, well, honey, just repeat what you've heard me say. Okay, the little girl, so she starts praying, dear God, I wish I wouldn't have invited people to lunch today. <laughs> well, folks, that's it. It's innocent. We sometimes, we become so innocent, we don't even know what we're doing, and we say things we don't even know what we're saying. But the Bible says this, now is the day of salvation. Time is fleeting from us. If you take a look at the book of Ezekiel and Daniel and Matthew and the book of Revelation, and you read all of them clearly, you can see that the time of the coming of the Lord is sneaking up on us, and one day every eye will see him, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We try not to think about it, but I'm telling you, we better start taking it seriously. His call to bring people to repentance, to change lives, we want people to be heaven-bound because no one will know the day or the hour. We have to be prepared, and we need to prepare others. Think about it. What are you doing to prepare others? Is Jesus ever a part of your conversation outside the walls of the church? Is Jesus a conversation piece within the walls of your home? Or is Jesus, or is he put in a little corner of your brain? Where is he at? 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 2, the Apostle Paul says, As God's co-workers, we urge you to receive God's grace. We urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, In the time of my favor, I hear you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. That's what he told the Apostle Paul. That's what the Apostle Paul told these people years ago. The question I have for us today is, what do you think the Apostle Paul meant by the term now? Of course, he was sharing this a couple thousand years ago. But we need to understand God designed his words in the Bible for all those that would come in the future. So we could have a wonderful opportunity to know him and learn about him. So Paul's words now is used throughout all generations to teach people the importance of not waiting. Some think they will wait until the last moment and get it right with God. Oh, here he's coming. Oh, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. I tell you, today, people of God, he knows your hearts. He knows your intent. He knows how serious you are about relationships with him. He knows how serious you're taking his business. And the question I have to ask all of us, including myself, am I taking the business of Jesus Christ seriously? That I go beyond just living my everyday life, working, going to basketball games, enjoying life, doing all those things, playing games with my family, going out to eat. Am I going beyond that in my life? Is Jesus Christ being radiated? I want Jesus Christ to be radiant in our lives where people will see him. Oh, I'm not telling you not to do those things. I'm going to do them. I'm going to have fun. I can tell you that. I love uh, going to games. I love doing a lot of things. But I want Jesus Christ to be right in the center of it because we got a lost world that needs to repent, turn away from their sins, so they someday can join you and I in heaven. 
Let's you and I make a difference, shall we? LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.